Let's talk about young people in 2020. Let's also discuss the lockdown in Leicester. What about Mansa Musa? This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today, and welcome. This week I found out about a little-known footballer, Jack Leslie, from London. Uh, he played for Plymouth Argyle. And in 1925, he was picked uh, to play for England. But once they found that he was black, he was dropped. So there's a massive campaign now uh, to put up a statue for him to, to remember him. Um, he, I think he died in the 80s. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that, that that's a big piece of history that really should be spoken about a bit more, for sure. So hopefully that statue will get put up pretty soon. Um, spoke to a few people this week about the Peter's World map. Uh, surprised at how many people didn't know about it. Um, basically, the map, it shows the world in its real context, uh, drawing its real context, but it looks a bit stretched when you look at it against the ordinary map. And you really see how vast Africa is in comparison to the rest of the planet. Really good map to look, look for. Um, try purchasing one of those, definitely. Um, something that always comes up when we talk about uh, slaves and you know slavery, transatlantic slavery, people always... Not always, but generally it comes up that, you know, Africans sold slaves. Um, but, and this is true, Africans would have also sold slaves. I mean, before there was, uh, before uh, Europeans came to Africa, there would have been, you know, warring clans, warring tribes against each other. And they would have uh, held what we would have called prisoners of war. Um, and they would have used them as slaves. They would have worked them, etc. But once, once they were old, they'd send them back to their village. They were no good. Um, so obviously when when uh, Europeans came and, and trade wanted to trade guns or whatever they were trading with the kings of that time, um, to trade slaves wouldn't have been a, 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 you know anything new to them. It would have been something they would have been used to. But they would never have thought that you know these people were never going to be coming back to Africa again, that they were going to be treated less than animals and, and all of the negative stuff that happened to them. So I think when people say talk about Africans selling slaves... Um, people need to continue the conversation and put it into context because otherwise it sounds a little bit off. Um, this week has also been, um, in regards to what's happening now, this week has been 100 days of COVID-19. Can you believe it? 100 days. Wow. Um, it's, I mean, and we're still in it. We, you know, we don't know what, <clears throat> what's going to happen going forward, but we're still in it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been a really strange time. I'm sure it's been a strange time for everybody else. You know, we had the clapping for key workers and NHS people every Thursday. It's just been a, a strange time and hopefully it will be all over soon. Who knows when, but yeah, we hope and we pray. Um, so one of the outcomes of the this whole COVID situation uh, nobody's not really looking out for what's happening with the youth. You know, kids have been taken out of school. And I'm talking from young kids up and, you know, up to teenagers, young adults. No one's really uh, put anything in place for them. And, and these kids have been, you know, there's been serious cutbacks for youth services over the years. Um, and it's all kind of playing out now. So throughout this whole period, obviously, adults have been furloughed. Various things have happened for adults, various things have happened for really young kids, um, like getting them into school. Obviously, parents have been staying up with their young kids. But then you've got the teenagers who, you know, teenagers and young adults, and there's not much out there for them, you know. Um, and peer pressure is a powerful, powerful influence. 
Um, what are kids interested in, you know, in your teenagers, you're interested in music, partying, meeting the other, you know, meeting people, etc. But you have nothing at this point. So is it a surprise that the kids are out there doing all kinds of crazy things in regards to block parties, etc.? I don't think it's that much of a surprise. You know, they're always going to find something to do. Um, and pretty much, I think if we really truly empathise with young people and we're really honest, we'd probably be doing something similar to them. You know, if we were young kids with nothing to do and being off of, you know, being out of school and out of education and not being able to see your family and friends, we'd find stuff to do that our parents wouldn't be happy with. So I think we need to empathise a bit more with these young people because they haven't got a lot to do and they're going through it and they're dealing with it in a way that they know how to. But we need to support them more than anything, I feel. Um, and obviously, with the continuing with that theme, the lockdown situation, obviously Leicester's gone back into lockdown after a spike with COVID-19. Who knows what town's going to be next, what city's going to be next, but the numbers are... I think. I mean, I, I generally feel like the, the, the infection is still here. Nothing much has changed. Um, and if Leicester can be locked down, I'm sure there's boroughs within the U in London that are in the same position, such as Croydon, such as Brent. Um, if you look at their numbers, uh, the amount of people that have passed away through COVID, there hasn't been a particular spike there, but you know, the numbers are quite high. Um, and then we've got this weekend, what they're calling Super Saturday, it's where we're allowed to go into the pubs and bars, eat and drink on Saturday. Um, I mean, the government wants everybody to be socially distanced, to follow the guidelines, etc. But the truth is, if you're letting people go out to drink alcohol on a Saturday for the first time in 100 days, um, I don't know how how guarded they are going to be when it comes to social distancing and, and sanitizing and you know all of this stuff so you know alcohol doesn't really lend to people doing what they shouldn't be doing you know it really does loosen up your inhibitions etc as we know so that's going to, it's going to be an interesting weekend um so something else that come up in regards to a historian david stark who's 75 year old uh, famous uk historian he recently made a statement um, saying that slavery cannot be considered genocide, otherwise there wouldn't be, otherwise we wouldn't have been so many blacks in Africa or Britain. So obviously this is crazy. I mean, I, I can't believe somebody would say something like that in this time, you know. But obviously it happens, and everything's being recorded and exposed now. But as a result of that, he has now been, uh, he's now resigned. From his honorary fellowship at Cambridge University um, and basically the other universities have spoken about it and just said look we won't tolerate racism um, this but this is a historian this is somebody who's fed into the history of the UK and reiterated various things over the years but obviously at this particular time he, his guard must have slipped because you I mean if it if it didn't you must have known that once people hear you speaking like that, there's going to be a major backlash. So I'm glad it's exposed. I'm glad it's out there. And I'm glad we know who we're dealing with now. So I suppose people have to look back on some of the other things that he's spoken about and question those. Um, a book that um, I was recently introduced to by Professor Bina Kandola. Um, a book called Racism at Work, The Dangers of Indifference, um, spoke about 60% of black people and 42% of Asian people have experienced racism at work compared to just 14% of white people with 
one in five experiencing verbal and physical abuse. So I thought that that was really interesting and really telling. Um, so it's definitely worth getting a look at that study, that, 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 that book, um, because, you know, the, the, there's professors out there that, you know, are talking the stuff that had been spoken about many, many moons ago. Um, but now we've got it in, in writing and statistics to, to show it. Um, one of the things as well um, we was talking about um, this week is, you know, you know, growing up as a kid, as a, as a black child, one of the things you always hear from your parents is, you know, you have to work twice as hard as any other person, you know, to get by. And, you know, it's just interesting because, you know, you kind of, as a kid, you presume that that's just what parents say to their kids. But as you grow up, you realise not all parents actually have to say or feel the need to say anything like that to their kids. You know, their kids just grow differently. So it's really interesting. Um, and it was kind of brought to my attention as well how um, a lot of marginalised groups, I mean, there's, there's obviously loads of marginalised groups in the UK, um, and some of them are standing up for, you know, the injustices done to black people. Um, but there, there's a lot who are being silent as groups, you know, which I find really interesting. Um, so that's something that's something that I found really interesting, something to look into and find out why, you know, let's find out why everybody's not speaking about um, black lives matter and etc. and the problems that we're dealing with. Um, and yeah, and um, yeah, we was talking about microaggression as well. Um, you know, people saying things like, when I see you, I don't really see colour, which really just sends the message that you're kind of denying the black experience, you know, who is to be black. You know, if somebody says they don't see my colour, then they, they can't nearly empathise with what I have to go through and, and what it means to be a black person, even though colour shouldn't matter. But it does matter, you know. Um, I, I had a look for myself, for instance, um, the talk radio stations in the UK. There's about 15 talk radio stations in the UK, and to be fair, I could only find, um, uh, I think it was one black presenter um, in all of those stations, 15 talk radio stations and, and one black presenter. That's um, interesting. I, 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 was, I, was, I was quite surprised by that because I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, and there's, there's been some major drug busts and, and crime organisations. Um, this, uh, the P Met Metropolitan Police uh, Operation Venetic um, and they've, I think it's their biggest bust they've ever done. All of the crime organisations have come together to do it. Um, I think they found their, their biggest haul of cash in one house, which was like £5 million. And yeah, and basically they've, I mean, this is obviously going to impact on, on many different things um, because these people are the so-called iconic untouchables in regards to um, crime and stuff. So these are not the foot soldiers, the people that we generally see on the news um, who are selling drugs and doing the crime on the road. These are the people at the top end. So it's quite interesting. You don't generally hear a lot, uh, a lot about those kind of buses. It is generally the foot soldiers and the people at the, the sharp end. So that was, that was interesting. It'd be interesting to see how that all pans out. This week we had Black Pound Day, which was um, a really good um, initiative. Um, Black Pound Day was a day when it was just that people were supposed to spend um, within black-owned black businesses. Um, and there's also another date coming up, which is Don't Spend a Penny. Um, so all of these initiatives are about, you know, recognising uh, that we do have black businesses and that we need to support these black businesses. Um, but one of the things I found is, you know, in the area that I live, I couldn't find any um, black-owned businesses. So to be fair, on that day, I didn't buy anything. Um, I waited till the next day. But... Um, but yeah, good good initiatives. I mean, I think 
it'd be really good if I mean at this stage there's there's places like Westfield I could I could imagine a place if if people with money and influence put their money together and bought a big space like like a Westfields and had majority black owned business not exclusively but you know somewhere like that I think that would be something interesting I, I, I mean I don't know how how uh, it would come about I mean I, I couldn't afford to do it but I'm sure the powers that be if that would be something that would really be something um, and I'm sure everybody would use it everybody would use it as amazing as these two initiatives are I do think to myself you know obviously these are to show how powerful the black pound is and, and the spending power that we have but I do think to myself how amazing would it be if these two organizations come together and organize something for a week you know to show how powerful the black pound really is you know choose where that money is spent for one week in the year um just a thought came across a website this week uh, called the natural nature service um, and they speak about having uh, paid work for people to help restore nature and develop skills and knowledge we need to create a healthier and greener economy so um, yeah, really interesting. And I heard somebody speak about um, possibly that could be something that the government pay people to do. You know, obviously they're paying people to stay at home. Maybe they could pay people to do stuff that helps save the planet, you know, or make the planet a better place. Who knows? Um, so also um, I was talking about climate change. Uh, somebody was um, explaining that the government had recently been told um, that we should be preparing for the earth to raise up uh, four degrees celsius um, globally over the coming years um, it's supposed to be at like i think it's 1.5 degrees celsius but it's going to get warmer which is going to have major um, impact across the planet as well um, but yeah but going back to i mean in regards to the planet as well it kind of links back into what i was saying about uh the drinking i mean this weekend is a it's a full moon as well um and you know it's 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 a bit of a you do hear about you know people acting strange when it's a full moon but i looked into the the word the etymon of the word and you know it's it's connected to um the word lunatic its origins is in the word lunatic um and the word moonstruck um, which basically means mentally deranged and influenced by the moon. So it's definitely not, I don't think it's a really good day. Or, or I mean, just having drinking for the first time in over 100 days on a Saturday seems like a recipe for disaster when you want people to be measured and guard how they move and how they behave. Um, and like I said, to top it off, it's a weekend and to top it off, it's a full moon. Who knows? We'll, we'll see if that has any impact on it. But um, that is something interesting that I found out about the moon and its name, etc. So um, also this week um, I was watching the TV. What was the thing that I saw? I saw the Black is the New Black, which was really good. I really, really enjoyed that. It's, there's a few episodes on it. You can catch it on um, the iPlayer, I believe. Or was it on ITV? I think it was on ITV. But yeah, really good. And it really talks about the black British experience. Um, loads of things that black people could really relate to. And other people as well, you know, it, it gives a good insight. You know, I, I really wonder how many um, people outside the black community take the time out to watch these black shows. 
um, because you do pick up a lot from it, you know. For 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 a black person, it's kind of rehashing what you know and kind of reminiscing on stuff. But it would be, you know, if 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 we're really saying we're listening to to what the plight of black people and what's going on for us, you know, you can you can watch you can watch these shows that are black orientated. You can speak to black people. You can read about black people, um, history. Um, and current and you know get a full perspective you know because one thing's for sure I think as black people because obviously we're in England so we have a good perspective of English history of Chinese history even you know the Ming dynasty and things like that and Greek history we we have a good understanding as black people of loads of history but um, unfortunately uh, the rest of the world doesn't have a good insight into our history um, and our history is world history, you know, and it is really important, just as important as everything else. Um, another thing that I thought was really special is um, uh, Lewis Hamilton's story, you know, obviously Lewis Hamilton being the only black person at this point in F1, um, and he and his teammates have decided to black out their cars, basically drive black cars um, moving forward. I don't, I'm not sure for how long, but, you know, just as a, a way to kind of add to the movement as well and, and keep things going, um, which I think is really powerful. I mean, he, he must have some tales to tell being the only person in that sport that's of colour, you know. Um, but he's, I mean, he, his, work, his work rate and, you know, what he does on the track um, says it all, you know, regardless of the, the hurdles, you know, possibly feeling alone, etc. His work shows that, it, it makes no difference. We, he will still get through. He will still do, do what he needs to do. I think it's no good sitting in the corner saying, woe is me, woe is me. Just win, you know. Go for what you're going to go for. If it's going to be a bit harder for you, for things that are out of your control, such as the colour of your skin, then so be it. You're going to be stronger for it at the end of it, you know. And there are examples of people that get through regardless of colour, regardless of the hurdles. And you just have to be one of those, you know. Um, and if you need any inspiration of, you know, how, how, how can I be that? You know, I, I, I don't see any examples of us really succeeding. Our success goes back many, many, many years. Um, one of the books that I have um, in regards to Mansa Musa, um, and he's a, a king who died um, in 1337, age 57. So he's, he's popularly known as the wealthiest person that ever lived. lived. Um, or his famous pilgrimage to Mecca, um, but he's he was much more than that. You know, he was he was a, known to be a really generous king um, of of the empire of Mali, and he also built universities and schools. You know, way back then. You know, so we we have a we have a vast vast history, man, um, and it's just about opening your eyes, looking, having the will to to look and find out what's going on because there's a lot for us to do. But the biggest thing for me this week really came across is that, you know, we really need to empathise with these young people. You know, the young people out there, they haven't got nothing to do. You know, they want to be out. You know, they, they're not as controlled as us adults, you know. Peer pressure is bad enough for adults to, to, to deal with, you know. And we're going to see that this weekend, I believe, with the drinking. You know, people are going to get drawn into stuff. But you think of young people who are, who are not even 100% sure about who they are in the world and, and, and their place in the world. Peer pressure is powerful. And if all your friends are going out and going to street parties and drinking and doing this, that and the third, it's... It's near on the impossible for them to say, you know what, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be the only one that's not doing that, 
you know. Um, I'm not saying none of them are able to do that because there are a vast amount of young people that are able not to go out and break the law or go out there and get up to mischief. But it's hard. It's not easy. So when they do it, we can't justify it. We can't condone it. But we can empathise with having nothing to do as a child. And these are unprecedented times. Unprecedented times, you know. There's a lot going on for us. And it's going to go on for a long time. You know, it really is going to go on for a long time. So let's have a little bit more empathy with the young people. And let's think about what we can do for them through this 2020. You know, throughout this year, I mean, we're, we're, we're in July now. Um, and I haven't really heard anything for these young kids that are transitioning between school and college. What's going to happen with them? The kids that are transitioning from uni to work, what's going to happen with them? You know, and there's nothing in place for them, you know. So let's 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 put our heads together and think about what we can do for young people, because this this is their world. You know, this is this is their world. We, we're just living it in it at this point. This is really about the young people. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me next week. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thanks again for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussions.